Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. Now, we started the year with widespread pessimism across markets in anticipation of recessions in the U.S. and Europe. And now it looks like we're set to end the year with U.S. and European equities approaching all-time highs in anticipation that their economies will avoid a recession, as well as possible rate cuts in the new year. So what are some lessons we can draw from this year and apply it to the next? And what key asset classes should we be looking out for? Well, joining us on the phone today to tell us more is Steve Bryce, who is the Chief Investment Officer at Standard Chartered Bank. Steve, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. It's lovely to have you back on again. Steve, you know, it has been a turbulent year. How did markets begin the year and how is it set to end? What are some of the key takeaways of 2023 in your opinion? Okay, so I, I guess the start of the year. I mean, you you covered it in the in the start of the section, right? Mm. We, we were everybody's worried about a U.S. recession, mm. but also very excited about China's reopening, and both of those really have been turned on their head as they've gone through the year. Obviously, now people are hopeful of a soft landing uh, in in the U.S. Um, you know, it's, it's certainly not a done deal, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, there has been some positive news coming out. Um, and uh, people are much more worried about China's you know, structural headwinds. I guess they were always there, but right. people people looking at it cyclical. So I guess that the, the lesson probably is it's always too it's always dangerous being too bearish at any mm-hmm. given time. You know, a lot more money is lost by sitting on the sidelines than being invested in downturns. So you know, I think it's as people worry about what the future may bring, it's it's also. Uh, good to remember that good things can happen as well as bad things. I see. Well, given this change in how markets began the year and how it's set to end, how has the positioning of investor portfolios changed throughout the year? Yes, I call this one of actually the most unloved equity market rallies. Mm. Um, So generally, people have been fairly reluctant participants in in the rally we've seen so far. Obviously, it was dominated by a few stocks as well, which sort of didn't help the, the, the sentiment. So I think there's still people with a lot of cash on the sidelines. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you're looking at 5% plus yields on, on cash, mm. then, you know, that, that, that makes some sort of sense, right? But right. I think what's, what's interesting is those yields increasingly look like they're going to come lower in the future. So the challenge as we head into next year is going to be how people come up with a plan to deploy that and into which asset classes. Okay, so what would you say, you know, which asset classes have shown, you know, the most improvement or benefited the most this year? I mean, were there any performances of assets that took you by surprise? Well, I think the the magnificent seven in the U.S. took everybody by surprise, <laughs> right? So right. I think, you know, you know, I mean, people generally entered, including ourselves, bearish on stocks. And actually, at one point, that was still right, despite, the, you know, the stock market being up. You know, if you stripped out those seven stocks, actually the equity market was down, you know, come late late Q3, early Q4. Um, but obviously, you know, that has been the, the big surprise. Um, so I think, you know, people, you know, entered the year being bearish. And then now, you know, in the, in the more recent past, I mean, we've been talking about looking for bond yields to peak and come lower. And that's given another fill up to, to investors in the equity market as well. So mm. um, so that's, that's certainly helped. I see. Well, which asset classes then underperformed? So if you look across the asset classes, so bonds and equities generally did well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two buckets that really stand out for me. 
as having done really poorly this year. And they're related. So one is uh, commodities outside of gold, so industrial commodities and the like. You know, they really have done done very poorly, down around 20-odd percent this year. And China equities mm. um, as well. And I, I think they're related because obviously we saw the short-lived reopening bounce for Chinese equities from November to February. But we've seen since then, you know, people returning to the negatives with China. So the policy response has been, you know, piecemeal. It's in, in, in cumulative terms, it's probably been significant, but it didn't come in a big one-off boost to the economy. We're continuing to see stress in the property market. And I think that's leading to a lackluster economic performance mm. and, and reduced demand for commodities and obviously for Chinese equities as well. Right. So which asset classes are you looking forward to the most in 2024? I mean, what asset classes could potentially prove to be a bright spot next year, Steve? I think there's a time limit to maybe some of these views, right? So mm. entering the year, we still see this positive correlation between bonds and equities. Okay. Now, in 2022, obviously, that was a bad thing because um, both were going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think as we enter into 2023, it's going to be a good, so 2024, sorry, it's going to be a good thing because both are probably going to go up. Um, but I think, you know, that's based on slower growth, lower inflation and the Fed pivot. And then we think other central banks will also follow Mm -hmm. um, in in 2024. So in the short term, that's going to lead to another risk on rally with yield coming lower. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the question thereafter is really saying, okay, has a recession really been truly avoided? Certainly, that's the narrative in the markets at the moment, but we'll be definitely on alert for any signs that a recession is around the corner. Mm. What about in terms of regional markets? I mean, is there a hope for Chinese markets or should we look into India? So I think, you know, if we're looking at, let's look at three countries, I think are, are quite interesting in, okay. in Asia. So China, India and Korea. So mm. China, obviously, we've, talk, we've spoken about the headwinds, but there is huge dispersion in the market. So, you know, it's much easier in China to add value from either a sector or a stock selection. So um, looking for people who play that dispersion is, is quite an interesting place, but not we're not overweight. The headline index, we're neutral mm. on the index itself. India, so Structural tailwinds, but valuations are a bit of a, a challenge. Um, so we're on a six to twelve month basis. We're neutral on India stocks. Korea is the one that looks most interesting to us. Okay. Um, so it's it's looking well positioned to benefit from inventory the inventory restocking cycle in the semiconductor space. Mm-hmm. Um, so that for a small part of your portfolio might be worth a little bit of a play. Mm, I see. I see. Well, given how we had such a turbulent year in markets, Steve, what are some of the key lessons then we can take away from this year? And how can we apply these lessons next year? I guess you know, beware of excessive focus on narratives, whether they be bullish or bearish. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at the beginning of this year, they were bearish. And now I think you know the consensus is becoming more bullish. So I think that the key point here is we should always have port hedges in place in our portfolio just in case unexpected things happen. So the two key risks, and I think the first is a greater risk, is a recession. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously that would then mean bond yields come down even more than we're anticipating. So make sure you've got some high quality um, bonds in your portfolio. And then the second piece is, is, is the risk of higher inflation. That looks less of a uh, probability, um, but you know maybe gold or some hedge fund strategies in that space could be, could be a bit of a hedge as well. So have a diversified. Don't focus just on the central scenario. Also try and you know, you know, take into account things. Unexpected things will happen. 
I see. Well, on that note, do you have any advice for investors to safely trade in 2024? I mean, what mistakes can we learn from this year? One thing that people need to be wary of, I mean, it's, it, people could take the wrong lesson from 2023. So mm-hmm. they, they could say, look, seven stocks dominated equity market returns in the US. Therefore, I should be a stock picker. I think it's actually the reverse. Okay. Right. I think it should be. Uh, what is the probability of you predicting wh- what those stocks are going to be? Right. So if you look at the S&P 500, OK, seven stocks out of 500. Are you really going to pick just over one percent of the stocks and nothing else? So we would say, you know, have a foundation portfolio that's diversified across asset classes. That's number one. And the second thing which I think investors still need to learn is if you have a foundation portfolio and it goes down in value, it's a buying opportunity. That's not necessarily the case with individual stocks. Companies can go bust. But when you've got a diversified portfolio that comes down 10%, the right decision is to buy more. Mm-hmm. If it goes down 20% as well, it's right to buy more. So it just makes the, the decision-making process, in my opinion, a lot easier. I see. And before we let you go here, Steve, what's your overall outlook for markets in 2024? So, yeah, so we, we, we start the year strong. Um, so we think Q1 is going to be a good a good quarter for investors on both the bond and the equity side. So equities, we, we have a preference for US and Japan. And uh, so, so that's, a, that's our key overweights from an equity market perspective. As I mentioned, though, you know, if, as you look further into the year, there's still that possibility of a recession will come through. Um, so, yes, have an overweight allocation to equities, but maybe be nimble later in the year if uh, signs of a recession increase. Mm. Okay, well, thank you so much, Steve, for your time and your insights today. Thank you so much. Thank you. We've been speaking with Steve Bryce, who is the Chief Investment Officer at Standard Chartered Bank. I'm Hong Bin Jung, and this has been Money in the Market. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.